We are live in the Bergino Baseball Clubhouse at 67 East 11th Street in the landmark cast iron building, Greenwich Village, City of New York. We start tonight as we always do. To those of you who are here for the first time, welcome. To those who have been here before, welcome home. To those of you who are listening to the podcast, you just missed a really an amazing documentary, uh, Long Road Home. And the star of that documentary, John Malangoni, is with us this evening, and he'd like to just say a few words. The book is called Pinstripes and Penance, and uh, written by Michael Harrison, who's also with us this evening. Uh, John's gonna speak a bit. We're gonna open it up for questions from our clubhouse crowd. And uh, for those of you listening, somehow find a way to see this documentary. That, that's all I'll say, Long Road Home. The book, Pinstripes and Penance. John Malangoni. First time you saw it? First time, yeah. fantastic. It won first place in the Hall of Fame. And uh, there was one that was called Stickball. It was on Pleasant Avenue, just where we live, Rayo's Bar. And I thought that was going to win. It was beautiful. All the Italians. <laughs> they almost killed me. <laughs> Where'd you come from? <laughs> That won first place in the Hall of Fame by a long shot. Good, you know? You have a tough time watching it sometimes? Yes. Very hard. Extremely. I just want to point out something, John, about the film. Uh, you mentioned your second career in baseball, but actually you had three. I think more resonant of you here, you would testify to what, I about, to what I'm about to say. When John was finished with his minor league career. He spent the next 12 years approximately playing ball, semi-professional, around this area. And that contributed to the legend of John Malangoni, playing against semi-pro ball players all around the city, Westchester, playing with the New Rochelle Robins. Uh, you had a long career there. A lot of people got to know who you really were because they were able to see you play uh, with and against you. Uh, before you stopped for a while. So that well, was really used a good career when you got to play. Yeah, uh, what was it? Um, what exactly? Give you 250 to catch the first game and 250 to pitch the second game. <laughs> How can so you say no? Making 80 cents an hour. <laughs> yeah, I said, you know, I'll be there, you know, if that's what you, you know. And, uh, uh, I wonder, no, I wonder, I pitched the first game one against uh, Jack Fisher. And I home with that game. The second game, the score was tied, bases loaded, one out. We winning by one run. And uh, I called time. I asked, you want me to come up to relief? He said, you did your, your job, he said. And I said, I want two sliders, Dan Salonini with the father, not the, the son. I want two sliders on the inside. I said, he'll hit it out of the park. Let him go for the home. We stand a better chance with bases loaded. And he hit a rocket. Perfect slide, first pitch. Hit a rocket past the pitcher. And this guy in midair hits the ball. Flips it to the Rosa. 
the roads at the Floyd Lane, game's over. We won. I had $800 on the game. <laughs> <laughs> I says, get that guy. I want to give him some, you know. And now people recognize me, and I started to sign autographs. I said, oh, oh, they looked at it. Oh, it's very good. <laughs> it's scribbled. <laughs> and you were making... You're going to dollars in a game, and I was making 80 cents an hour in Sears. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You didn't tell me about any of that stuff. No, no, I didn't this, even know you played baseball at that time. And, uh, yeah, well. Wow. Then the, Lou Zachman did the calling, Duffy, uh, Dick Caswell. Mm -hmm. uh, the, big, the big money man was... Uh, What's his name? The barber. Spanish barber Barbosa. He kept bugging me. Come and play with me, John. Every time I ask you, every year, you say you come and you come. You don't come. I said, oh. You don't come and get me either, you know? <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. I get lost in the telephone booth, you know? <laughs> so, <clears throat> this time he comes. And I'm fired. I got a fire from second base to home so nobody gets hurt. And he says, this time I want you to come. We're playing the Puerto Rican All-Stars from Puerto Rico. We're the Puerto Rican All-Stars from the United States. It's going to be a big game. I'll take care of you big time. I says, OK. Where are we playing? Central Park. Oh no. My mother won't let me go to Central Park. Why? I was 16 at that time. At 16. Why? She won't let me go. At that time, the race riot was on. And Paul Robeson, the singer, and Frank Sinatra had to come to the school to straighten things out. The Italian and the black singer. And it worked. <clears throat> Nobody really got hurt that bad. <clears throat> but it was out. You know, you get kicked and this and that, you know. And so that ended. And uh, <clears throat> he says, where's your mother? Let me talk to him. I said, they sitting on a stoop over there. So he goes there, starts speaking Italian. And my grandmother yells out, no. No. And my mother, no. And he keeps talking and he's telling him, he says, I'll, I'll stay with him all day. He'll have two bodyguards. And that'll be it. He'll be by our side at all times. And my mother says, okay. I says, mom, please. I want to go play one game. You know? I never real and never realized where he's gonna make me play, you know. And uh, in the seventh inning, to make it short, he comes over to me. He says, Are you ready? I says, Yeah. What do I do? I'm gonna pitch. I says, okay. I said, uh, and I had a first baseman's man. 
can't go on the first, you can't go on a mound with a first base. Did you know that? No. Yeah, you can't go on a mound. I didn't either. <laughs> <clears throat> so I get there and I, I don't want no warm-up. I don't need to catch him. He's telling me, it's good catching. Where I put the glove, that's where you hit. You know? I said, yeah. Whatever I did, all four umpires, balk! It was first and second, one out. Balk! Yelling, everybody's yelling. You gotta stop, you gotta do this, you gotta stop, you gotta do this, you gotta stop, you know? I said, what, what do you gotta stop? How are you gonna throw the ball if you stop, you know? What do you, I said, how are you gonna, what are you, crazy or what? You know? You don't have to stop now. Because second and third, <laughs> I got a rock I was going to throw at <laughs> Anyway, <clears throat> one out, second and third, I can go into the windup, but I never did windup, you know. I strike out the two guys. They were third and fourth hitter. I strike them out. Game was over. And now we're up, oh no, we were losing that game. We were losing, 2-1. And we were less. And it was first, guy gets up, gets a base hit. Another guy tries to bunt, he fails. Another guy tries to bunt, and they call time. I know pitches on it, it comes over to me, it goes over to the brass, because they're yelling at him for making me pitch the baby in Spanish, you know? Mm -hmm. You got the gringo, the baby, you know? Gringo, you know what gringo means? They <laughs> said the Americans did something about green coats, and they couldn't say green coat, so they said gringo. <laughs> yeah. So I get the, and Barbosa goes over to the brass, and he's coming. He get, they going crazy, the brass. You know? He comes over to me. After good talk, he says, grab a bat. You're going to hit. And I'm hitting for a good hitter. The park is in Central Park, where the rock is, the big rock. And they got this yellow tape in front. The first pitch, I hit that thing at the Seventh Avenue. What do you call Seventh Avenue? There's another name for it. Fashion Avenue. Huh? Fashion? Yeah, you're talking Columbus. Oh. Yes. Columbus Avenue, yeah. Oh. I don't know if it's Columbus. Westside, right? Huh? Yeah, yeah it's Westside. Yeah. It's a shot. And I hit that there. And as I'm rounding, I, I, got, I, I got to do it in slow motion because that's the way I thought it was. The everybody came out, you notice. Money was made so much. People, they all came running at me, rounding second. I, I don't know, I don't remember touching third or anything like that. All I know is I woke up in a hospital. Oh, jeez. In a coma. Did you ever want to pitch for the Yankees? I signed as a pitcher. I pitched about two games, four games. John, tell them what happened. 
the one the bodyguard <clears throat> hit me with a bench on the head. Your bodyguard? Two bodyguards. It's one of them hit me. With a, they say they had about ten thousand dollars. <laughs> hit me on the head with the bench. Cerebral concussion with adhesion. My grandmother had the the plate with the ashes, the candle, and so she had the candle uh, making it drip. You could feel the heat, you know. And after, when I opened my eyes, I, my grandmother was rubbing my with the ashes, and I looked up and I said, uh, "Wait, mom, get some cheese. What happened, you know?" And she said, gracias de, thank you, God. And, uh, and I, Paulie come over, grabbed me, and uh, I said, Paulie, I see three baseballs up on the shelf. He said, yeah, hit the middle one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was, uh, that was uh, uh, they said I'll never be able to play ball. <clears throat> but I was only 16. You know, and so. Barbosa? Hmm? What happened to Barbosa? Barbosa shut the thing down. Barbosa shot the thing. The barber. And did seen for a year. Then he opened up, they caught him. So, but he took care of everything. How was that? Somebody lost 4,000. Did anybody ever play for fun? Everyone? Did you ever play for fun? It seems like every game was a lot of money on it. Who's that? When you were playing when you were kids, everything was a cash game. It was Oh the betting the betting was fantastic. <laughs> everybody everybody bet in them days, you know. Everybody. They bet. That was a, what else was to do? What'd you say? I knew guys that used to compete on a, in softball and they they don't, every, each guy put in $2,000. Oh, oh, yeah, yes. You had to pay to get on a team sometimes? You money end up No, no, no with me. Guys, guys, so if they wanted to play, they would have to donate or something like that, yes. You know, but not with me, though. I used to be like a golfer, you know. Like, you see the, uh, what's this, that, that picture, um, Goodfellas? Yeah. When Joe Pesky was a good fellow, Joe Pesky, the, the kid that used to serve the coffee and everything, and you got Joe Pesky, a guy like Joe Pesky. You think I'm funny? Huh? He said, "You think I'm funny to the kid?" And they shot him. Yes. 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 That's a that was a funny word to say that to a guy. Hey, you funny, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was bad word. <laughs> so how much of that was around when you were a kid? I mean, it was every series. You know, watching documentaries. Every, every, every other kid on the block. His every mom, kid. Uncle, on, yeah. the mom. You had to learn how to read people, and especially the mom. I sat down and played poker, you know, because the Don didn't want me to play it. So I said, Don, just a couple of games. You know, it's only one, two, and three. It's a small game. And I sat down and I played, right? And I got about close to $1,000 on winning. And 
and they said, guy was old. He threw the deck of cards down. He said, I played almost 65 years. He says, I never saw anybody that could read people as good as you. And I was only about 16. But I had to learn how to do that. I didn't want to get trapped. Because they could trap you anyway. And because of my strength, I'm going towards 18. What was the name of that card they called? The, the car I tipped over. The card? The car. Oh, uh, the Crosley. The Crosley. Remember the Crosley? Mm -hmm. Two-cylinder engine. Huh? A two-cylinder. The what? A two-cylinder engine. Right. Don has got the Chicago mob. They entertain the Chicago mob. It's the Crosley. Hey, I walked by. Hey, kid, come here. I'm across the street. I, I, I fell into the trap because they were behind it. Come in. He says, you see that guy? He, he called. He said, he, car won't turn over. You know, I said, go turn it. For, go turn it over for him, you know. So Paulie said, you want any help? I says, no, I got to do this. He's got the Chicago mob there, you know. You know, camel coats, July. <laughs> they hide in the guns. <laughs> so I grabbed the running board and everything, and I, oh, what? <laughs> boom, go, and walk away. And they cracking up and everything. But they must have took care of the guy, you know. Uh, I feared the mob. Where did they sit in the Yankee Stadium when you played ball? Do you know how to disguise myself coming out of the, 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 the clubhouse? Because I don't wonder if they would see me, they would, they would say, hey, there's the killer, you know? And then it would get word, and then I would never go back to the Yankees, you know? But, uh, I did, I suffered. And being that the flashbacks, I punished myself. I used to punish myself. When I would, uh, I went six for six, I went home, I got very sick. I couldn't get up to play that next day. That's how sick I got. I couldn't stop it all night. I had a great day, two homes that day, six for six, but nine RBIs. I used to come into relief and everything. When I felt good, my mind was even better. I did a lot of stupid things that I thought were good. Getting the golf ball, I got up one, three o'clock in the morning, and I look, everything is clear. And I went, the floor looked like it was painted white. So I walked down there, take open skull balls. So I grabbed them, and I get a bag. And they're I, in the, uh, the pond, right? Yeah, the in the pond, there. you know? By the Hotel Serena. Hotel Serena. Mm -hmm. And the bag got wet and broke. Golf balls were back in the lake. <laughs> so I went to the hotel and I got about 15 pillowcases. <laughs> and I filled them up. 
<laughs> you, I couldn't carry it. So I had to take balls out and put them back in the lake, carry, fill them up, and they had big bowls, grapefruit, oranges, and lemon to the ball players. Take all you want, eat all you take. And I dumped them. <laughs> I put all the golf balls in there. In one hour, all the golf balls were gone. Mantled everybody. They all took it. Did you tell that story when Mantle came over to you? <clears throat> we were close. He, they liked him, especially Billy Martin. Billy Martin came to me and said, um, you know, I ain't afraid of nobody. <clears throat> I said, nothing, I says, he kept looking at me. Then I, he says, you know why? He says, no, because I'll hit him on a F with a bat. I said, oh. I said, no, what's your name? Billy, Billy Martin. I said, Billy. I'm afraid of you. He didn't know what to do. Because you know, I went there with the reputation of 18 knockouts. 18 in the first round. All 18. You know? That was Tom Peoples. He had about nine knockouts. And he, he could hit like a mule. He tried to finish the fight in one, one second. He come out swinging. I went underneath there and come up with a left a right, whatever it was, you know? And uh, and he's, he didn't know what to do. And he says, if I get into a fight, would you help me? <laughs> <laughs> I said, you're a Yankee, I'll be there. Oh, oh we're gonna go, let's go to Copa. <laughs> there, was, there was that story when you were with Mantle's brothers. I never saw twins before. You know, I was kept sheltered myself. I did it to myself. Nobody knew what I was doing. Uh, when I would hide, I opened, like, the alley where that alley is, I opened up concrete. And I made it like a little place where I could sit down and everything. Nice and easy with picks and everything. You know, nobody knew who was there. So, and that's why, and all of a sudden I see these two guys, they're twins. Oh, Jesus. I, I says, you know what? I says, what's your name? Roy. And yours? Ray. I says, hey, guess what? I got a, I got a, a, a job for you guys. I'll be with you. You stay on 42nd and sing and tap dance, we go in the Bronx, we rob a bank, <laughs> and they can't fool. They're gonna say the crook is on 46. <laughs> Mantle comes running, roaring like a lion. You stay away from my brothers, you crazy bastard. <laughs> And he's doing, so who's your brothers? Who oh, you are, the wise guy? It's Roy and Ray. And one of the prettiest things I saw in baseball was three guys on the right field line. Everybody was watching them, having a race. 
One of them was mantle. The gun went off, I think. Now, I couldn't hear the gun. The gun went off, and the three of them, their feet never touched the ground. They were flying. And Mantle didn't win that race. The two of them was Roy and Ray, his brothers. And that was the prettiest thing. And we never talked again with the I, I, I don't know if it's what I said that time. I was only playing, though. <laughs> you heard about the priest that uh, put the, the gun, the rifle, to the eight-year-old boy in uh, Little Furry? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he said mass the other day. <laughs> I asked, where's your gun? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm a giant fan, too. Because <laughs> the kid was arguing, I'm a cowboy fan, I'm this. <laughs> And, uh, hey, John, you were talking about your family and also avoiding uh, having the mob see you play, but did your family ever come see you play? Did your family what? Did the, your family come see you play? Did your sister, your mom, did your dad, did anyone ever actually come to watch you play? No. Was that because you didn't want them there? Or I didn't want them there. Okay. <coughs> because... Uh, you see, I, I was uh, afraid, not afraid, like if, whenever I did good, I got thrown out of the game, you know? I threw two guys out, it's two outs now. I did. And I was feeling good. I heard his voice in the back of me. You don't deserve anything, you know? I told him, I cursed. I said, go F yourself, you know? And the umpire, Morgan, that's where I'm standing up arguing, and I stopped. You crazy bastard, get out, you're out of here. And I get up, I says, I, I just about to say I wasn't talking. I said, I don't want to go in the booby trap. <laughs> I said, I, didn't, I just walked away. Uh, and I didn't, you know, I didn't curse when I crossed the team, you know? Just like when I used to run into that church that they were behind me, you know? And when I get upstairs to the top, and inside I could hear them choking. And the priest, Father Joseph, he believed it. He went out there with like a spear. He went out there, I said, Father Joseph, get in here. He was gonna go out there. He said, if I see them, I'll get them, you know? And- uh, I regret but, not being able to interview Father Joseph. Huh? The hoodlum priest. I regret not being able to interview him. You know? He was around someplace. I don't know why, but uh, but he uh, he was a hoodlum priest. From Mount Carmel? Huh? From Mount Carmel? No, from uh, yeah, from from Mount Carmel on 15. I think, I think, you know. Uh, When I, when I fought for the mob, when I started fighting for them, that was the first 18 fights, you know. The bodyguard, Jerry, come over to me and said, uh, the Don gives you $50 for your first fight because, you know, the casino on our 14th Street, three buildings were identical. The middle building 
you know, when you open the door, you got 14 steps going to the second floor. They didn't have them steps. No steps. If the feds walked in, they had to, they had to take a drink of water. So, <laughs> so when you walk in the, let's see, now how did that go? They had to pause. Yeah, so he said the, the Don give you $50 for your first fight. I said, Jerry, I don't want to fight, you know. I don't want to fight. He says, you snot no son of a, all that stuff. I said, Jerry, I don't want to fight. What are you doing? Come on, you know. He said, I got to go back and I got to tell the Don, I got that you refuse me and it. He said, what do you, don't come up to the club no more, you know? Because the two buildings, the middle building was a casino, on the third floor was a uh, gym, and they had the, the speed bag there, and I could play music with it. And the Don tells Jerry, stop that kid, you know? Uh, he's, we're playing poker, there's gambling going on, two poker games. He said, shut the lights up there, you know? He said, he hits the same bag, he hits the speed bag in the dark. <laughs> so then he comes back again to me and he says, the Don wants to see you. And Father Joseph is with him, the woodland priest. So he, I go over to him and he slides, it's about that thing, he slides the money to me. I said, that's your first fight. And you can't refuse it. Because we all ate for years because of the mob. The trucks were hijacked, come into the yard, into the block. They shoot the locks off, and you got chickens, you got ham. You got all kinds of, and cans, and all canned food, everything, a lot of food, you know. And he said, go all to the west side to the uh, uh, Latinos, the blacks, make sure they get their share, you know? And that's what we did, you know? And so now, uh, I said, yeah, under one condition, you don't tell my mother and father. He says, I'll tell you what we do. We'll change your name. Right, Father Joseph? Yeah, he says, yeah, we'll change your name. Yeah, tell him to come to the church. I'll give him a new birth certificate. Did you fight under a different name? Come to the church. And, and then they uh, picked out two names, Rocky Tippinelli <laughs> and Johnny Marlow. I thought that was closer. Well, my father ever found out that I was I was young. So anyway, I had about six fights. I knocked out. Uh, the money that was lost on me, but the, the mob won, was fantastic. I mean, you're looking at 30,000 in one, you know, one shot, you know. I mean, it's, you gotta see what, what the dog fight, you see what they, what they lose and win in the dog fights, you know. So after about my seventh fight, 
the Don, he, he double-crossed me, you know? And I see in a ringside, the top seat, I see my father there. Because my father used to beat me with a barber strap. Did you ever see a barber strap? Yeah. Used to beat me. If that thing hit you flat, you got a track, like a, two, a train. If it's hit flat, I'd rather to hit flat than the edge, because they were hard, with stick and everything. But I didn't feel it, because I thought I deserved it. Did you fight Sunnyside? What? Did you fight out Sunnyside? Did you fight Queens? Sunnyside, Queens, one. One fight in Sunnyside. Or, or Queens, Queens Boulevard. Yeah. 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 John, when the Yankees released you. The what? When the Yankees released you. They never released me. They never did. No, I walked. Get, how could they read? I walked away. Oh, they don't so, you, so you wound up with me? Wound up by Paulie Cole. So Paulie was on the team. You were on the club. I was pitching. Gary Cicino, you saw in the picture, he was a shortstop. Shortstop, Gary. We were together. Floyd Lane first. First base. Yeah, just that was our fourth assignment. Floyd Lane did a lot of pitching, too. Uh, I, I I signed as a pitcher, and Casey came to me, and sent, said, "You're going back to Venezuela. You got to catch 250 games. Got to have 250 games under your belt." You know. I said, "For what?" He says, "We're taking you off the mound." and we're gonna make a catch out of you. Oh, God, that was my downfall. You know, you, you, gotta, you gotta be able to, to concentrate, you gotta be, pitching there's no concentration. You're your own man, your own boss, you know? Tell him what uh, you said when Earl Weaver pulled you out of the game. Earl Weaver, your favorite manager? Yes, my favorite, it wasn't my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, he brought you in to uh, relief pitch. Right. And you walked four guys. Well, I didn't walk them. The um. Oh, um. <laughs> Every pitch I threw was on the same spot. The black is a strike. The um. Ball. Ball. Right on the black. But it's still on the ball. Walk. Ball. 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 Walk. The fourth guy, I'm going to go right there, the same place. I could thread needles with the, with the ball at near 100 miles an hour. Ball, ball, ball. He comes up. Get out of the game. You're out of the game, you know? I walking out. I said, what happened, John? I says, I don't know the asshole. <laughs> when he took me out, I, had, I was pitching a no-hitter. <laughs> <laughs> Minor leagues in 1956, I believe. Uh, Earl Weaver's first managing job was with Knoxville. Yeah, that's and who I played for. That's an A ball. And his first managing job included John Mamagoa. Uh, and it was a clash right there. Yeah, yeah he said, uh, he said you're, gonna, you're not going to send me crazy like you sent all the other managers. <laughs> well, you did. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you were finished, 
Parmesan? No. You were the happiest guy in the world. What was that? I'm sorry, I asked the point that Lee said no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I did uh, everything uh, not, I, I, I don't know. I was afraid of the mob. That's one thing, fear thing. You see, what happened? Somebody called me over to see, go to see the Don. And uh, this was just before I signed. He said, go see the Don, he wants to talk to you. So I went inside. You gotta get there, you gotta pass the bodyguards, they hold you up. Then they open the door. And if he's got a, the green light on, you can send him in. It's, it's the ball plate, you know. Open. I go in. You want to make a deuce? Because now I'm back to what I do, the horses, uh, shoveling the coal and everything. He says, you want to make a deuce? I said, it's two, you know the deuce is $200. I says, yeah, sure, of course. What do we do? What do I do? He says, you're going to go to Winston-Salem. Winston Right? North Carolina. North Carolina. You're going to bring back three tractor trailers. What's in it? Mind you. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, okay, good. And uh, he's talking. You park it. There was no, the, what's the name of that football play with the packets? They were stationed there. Vince Lombardi. No, it wasn't Lombardi. Oh. It was a quarterback. Uh, no, Vince Lombardi, the service area practice. He was a coach. Oh, in New oh, Jersey? Yeah. Huh? You talking Jersey. about in New Jersey? About yeah. The, the rest area? The rest area. Five yeah. star. It, it was a, it was a, a truck star. stop. Yeah. It, it wasn't, it wasn't, no. The turnpike, yeah, it was yeah. a truck stop. He said, you bring the track, the trailers there. There was a thousand. Take the key and throw it as far as you can. You and I said, can Paulie come and see? Yeah, he said. And tell Paul, you and Paulie run all the way home. <laughs> he said, don't take the tunnel. Take the, take tunnel. the bridge. You can't run in the tunnel. <laughs> hey, John, what happened to uh, Paulie's brother? He played with us too, Mike. Paulie's brother, at a young age, got Alzheimer's. He's gone? He walked into a wall into a mirror. We saw him two years ago in a restaurant and the entire wall was mirrors. And he kept bouncing off of the mirrors, looking to get out of the way the guy in the mirror was <laughs> I couldn't help laughing. How was he? It was two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. Uh, you know how fish will go along a wall of a tank and keep looking for a way out, and that's what he was doing. You know, when he got the job, <clears throat> I told him out of a clear blue sky, I said, you see the train that's coming by? I said, I made a snowball and hit the conductor. <laughs> you know, he said, I'm yeah, I did. I 40 did years that. later, 50, he says, I believe you now. <laughs> I do. I do. He and did, one I thing, have to say, when I worked with him, he did have these moves. And I'd be talking to you, and then you'd be gone. You'd be standing there, but you were gone. And this went on all the time. <coughs> I just got used to it. I didn't understand what was going on. I, uh, I had this, uh, this young guy. He was like a, like a baby, but he was like a, 
you know, so I put him by the register, you know, because he, he wasn't a good worker or anything like that. <laughs> huh? It wasn't me. No, it wasn't him. But he, he knows. Like me, right? He knows the guy, you know. So I put him by the register, and then the guy comes over. Two guys go over him, and they tell him to open the register. He just came in off the street. Off the street. And all these open bays. And then the street he calls me. Trench coats. And the guy, as I'm walking there, he opens his coat. It's the two handles of, of the rifle in his coat, you know? And then he closed it. I said, uh, open the register, and he wants to see how much money's in there, you know? The money was taken up 10 minutes before that. It was about 3,000. He says, I will not. You got, I can't open this register without a sale. I said, I'm the manager. Open the register, you know? He won't. I, I said, open the register, you know? I said, I'll tell you what, show me a receipt. He opens up the thing. You see this guy, and whoo, he could talk. He's got all, he's going crazy. <laughs> he's going nuts, the kid, you know? And that was it. They did that, they come by, and uh, they, if you open the register, you always try to leave about 20 bucks if it ever gets robbed, you know? And we were in a bad spot, 9.30, on Fordham, right. Fordham Road, you know? It's still bad. Sean, can I ask you a question? When, when you were young, do you recall um, in, in the Home Jeff Park, they used to do a lot of pilgrimages there from uh, the Italians, because they used to go visit um, Mount Carmel. Do you remember that as a kid? I read about it, but I don't, I don't remember it. What about? Where, where the Italians used to come and basically camp out in Tom Jeff Park. Like and that for the feast? It, it, excuse me? No, not for the feast. They used to, well, yeah, they would go for the Mount Holland feast. It right? was the feast. Yeah. Well, yeah. They it, would actually, they would come up there and camp out. And then right, and then go right, the, the feast. And then go to the church. They wanted to get into the church yeah. first because you couldn't get into the church. church. There'd be more people outside when the mass was being served. And they used to come out with the baskets <laughs> outside. <laughs> well, they, uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna stop the podcast part of it at this point due to uh, time constraints. Yeah. But Mike has the books. Mike and John will be signing again. The name of the book: uh, Pinstripes and Penance by Michael Harrison, the life story of John Malangoni. Good. Thank you so much, okay, John. Good. What a pleasure. Yeah, you get the gym. Yeah.